I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Been given a bad break, but I've got an awful lot to live for. Hey guys, it's David Burns, the founder of BaseballJobsOverseas.com, and this is our podcast that helps to inform you about the many playing and coaching opportunities around the world. Today we have Ryan RJ Johnson on the podcast. RJ is a six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound lefty Canadian two-way player that has been overseas since graduating in 2019 from Lubbock Christian University. He had a brief stint in the American Association with his hometown Winnipeg Gold Eyes before taking his career overseas to Germany in 2020 and then to the Czech Republic in 2021. This offseason, prior to the 2022 season, Ryan's had a lot of offers, and so he dives into that. He compares what offers are like overseas compared to professional baseball in the States. We dive into a number of different topics. I have my boy Jimmy Jensen sitting in interviewing RJ as well. So without further ado, let's get on with this interview with Ryan RJ Johnson. RJ, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you. <laughs> so it's nice we're on the same time zone still. So that's that's kind of what I'm curious about. You're still in the Czech Republic right now. Yeah, that's pretty wild, actually. When you said 10 a.m., it was very comforting knowing, oh, man, it's actually 10 a.m. I don't need to count on my yeah. fingers to figure out what time we're looking at here. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, Stone Czech Republic, I got a really, really good contract and deal here in Trebich, and uh, they give me the the go ahead, the green light for the, for the working visa and the whole nine. So, uh, yeah, I'm out here helping out the youth a bunch and uh, I'm still training myself and kind of getting better every day with the guys and the kids. And it's been a lot of fun so far, man. So you're able, so you're able to get a, like a, a longer term working visa, like a year round kind of thing. Yeah. I got the year, the year one. Yeah. I got the year one, which was really nice. So yeah, I left here and then they got the paperwork going before I even left actually. So it's uh, pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, she, and go ahead, just yeah. a quick question on that like uh because you have some indie ball experience how does how does the pay and the contracts out here kind of compare to uh what you saw back in the states i think so i that's a great question because I, I i'm trying to remember how much money i was making with the gold eyes and i man i think it was about 1200 canadian mm. i think for a rookie contract in the American Association, which is pretty good. Ameri- I mean, American Association is top level. Uh, I think they're ranked number one right now, actually, um, on on the website that they have online. But um, yeah, the rookie contracts I think was eight hundred American, which translated to about twelve hundred Canadian. And I lived at home too, so I was, you know, make it was really good money actually. You know, yeah, first year bad. coming out, going straight from college into indie ball, and I was like, holy smokes, like I'm getting some money to play some baseball here. Yeah. And I uh, I talked to my buddies who were in whether they were the nationals organization or Rays organization, they're like, man, you're making 1200. Are you kidding me? I'm like, well, it's Canadian. Like, let's not get too crazy. Yeah, it's Canadian, yeah, you know? Yeah. And you know, but uh, I was very fortunate that that was the level of pay. And I know talking to my good friend, Amos Ramon, um, he couldn't believe how much money it was compared to when he was in the American association, whether I think it was like eight to 10 years ago or something like that. And it was peanuts back then. So right. it was nice, but I'd say the, the pay is, it's good out here, man. You know, you have to kind of have, both hitting and pitching, you know, I, I think, because, you know, if you can make yourself more valuable by doing that, then that helps a lot. I haven't seen Boku Bucks money for a pitcher yet. Um, I know, like, the top guys, obviously, they get that kind of money because they go out. What's the name of the guy for Regensburg, by the way? Um, he's Caleb been there Bowman? for 
yeah, like that, that guy would obviously probably get Boku bucks just because of how good he's been the past couple of years over here. So, um, but yeah, it's the pay is pretty good, man, especially cause they give you living food, the whole nine. So everything just goes pocket money or pure money. If you want to put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Just to kind of, sorry, but uh, just to kind of piggyback off that, like, how would you say like the overall, uh, like way that you're treated uh, out overseas compares to the U S like in terms of like teams covering housing flights, uh, gym membership, uh, access to facilities, everything like that. Um, cause I, I don't know, cause I played a little bit of indie ball too. It wasn't in the American association. It was Pecos league, which is vastly different. <laughs> um, it's on the up and up. Yeah. But I mean, like in my experience from what I've seen is like when I was in the Pecos league, like, I mean, we were getting like, we weren't getting 1200 bucks a month. We were getting 50 bucks a week. And then our team ran out of money the last couple months of the season. We didn't even get that. And then guys had to pay for their own like trips, uh, pay for their own gas money. Um, but then once you go overseas, it's quite a bit better. Teams go out of their way to make sure you're comfortable. So how, how has it been in your experience? I mean, sensational. It's, it's been absolutely sensational. Um, just how much they care about you out here. It, it, as a person, it, it means a lot. Um, don't get me wrong. They kind of send you out there like, hey, man, we're paying you to do this. You better go and go, go and do it, right? But that's, that, I mean, that's professional baseball though, right? Like you have to perform still and you have to take care of your body enough so you can perform, right? So um luckily i haven't ran into anything that's kind of kept me off the field so far while being out here i'm going to knock on some wood hold on a second and uh but i think it's it's relative in the sense that if you go and do your job everyone everyone enjoys your company you know what i mean um but i would say out here with the accommodations the food everything else trevich is a sick spot because the restaurants here and it's not just that ballpark food where you're having like whether it's fried cheese sandwiches every day or fries only like I've had some Czech cuisine, for instance, like yesterday I had Czech cuisine, which is Svichkova, which is fantastic. You ask anybody about it. It's fantastic. So what's, what's it called? Svichkova. 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 Yeah. Svichkova. Svichkova. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a classic, but, uh, it, the treatment's been awesome, man. Uh, even in my time in Zolingen was really nice too. Uh, was good, good apartment with one of the guys. Um, and even here we had, a, we had an import apartment that was right in the city center. Um, and even now they got me a spot. Uh, actually you can see if I can see it from here. It's just right at the field, man. It's pretty yeah. sensational. And, uh, the care that goes into it as well. Cause I mean, they want you to be a part of the culture and to enjoy the culture too. Right. And I think for the most part, if you're a half decent dude, they're excited for you to be here, you know, yeah. and also ball player matters too. Right. But just be a good dude or a girl. But, so Trebich, like, um, I know, I know you guys t- didn't have the season you wanted to, but they're, they're continuing to, you know, move up the ladder and, and, and put together a good team. Um, I know that for a fact that you probably had a bunch of different offers being a two-way guy across Europe. And then I know also in Canada, um, some clubs were, were interested in you, but you decided to stay with Trebich, um, who basically is a little lower on the, on the ranking list. So uh, obviously some of that has to do with what you're just talking about, how well they're taking care of you, but what else is it about Trebich that, you know, makes you want to stay there and come back a second year and, I, I think it's the youth organization, honestly. Um, you know, the money, the money's nice. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like you said before, I, don't, I, don't, I have a lot of offers to go to a lot of places, but you know, it was the coaching aspect and also the being here full time 
which was really, that was the low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? It was kind of like, Oh, make me an offer. I can't refuse. And they said, all right, here's our offer. And I went, Oh boy. Okay. Cool. But they have so many youth organizations here all the way from seven, all the way up to the 18 and they're all pretty dang good. You know? So uh, I'm actually the head coach of the 15 U program and I'm excited about the top guys that are in that organization. And I think yeah. one thing that I've always found that's been missing from Europe is maybe not Europe as a whole, but from the clubs I've been to is the jump in development 1415 into that next harder level of, 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 um, of coaching, you know what I'm saying? Of development of coaching. Um, cause like all these kids are foundationally good, right? It, but it's the little movements, it's little mental approaches. It's things like that, that kind of elevate their game to, let's say like a freshman in high school to a senior in high school, right? There's a huge gap there. And it's like how, what you're learning in those years is so important. And so I thought, okay, well, if I can make an impact, it'd be here, you know, and mm -hmm. I can go back home and I have coaching offers for back home. Um, but I think that I make the biggest impact out here, especially for the youth organizations. Cause it's not like I'm 22 anymore, boys, you know, I, gotta, I have to kind of branch out, uh, branch out my thinking a bit more and say, okay, well, if I can get some good experience and use my coaching ability and the way I could talk to people to kind of influence and help, help some kids grow, then obviously there's a language barrier, but I think for the most part, it's going pretty good. Yeah. I know Trivich has put a lot into their facilities and stuff recently too. I know they got like new field, brand new, uh, that new like indoor training facility for the winter. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a big reason too. I'm sure. Oh man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, we're not outside anymore. We're already inside, you know, it, it's yeah. sick. We're already inside and the indoor facility there. It's, it's very adequate, man. There's a batting cage on the right and then you can pull it right in half for three cages. If you want to, there's two mounds in there and a gym. That's great. Actually I used it the whole off the whole in season. I'm using it now. And if you want heavyweight, you got it. If you want lightweight, you got it. Want some road machines? It's great. I'd like to hear your take on just living in the Czech Republic in general. Just you know, how are you getting by with the language and and um, yeah, anything uh, else you want to throw in there? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I absolutely love Prague. I love Brno. Uh, I think every city I've been to, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's everything's cute. You know, all the small towns are real cute. But the downside of the small towns is the English barrier, uh, right? Especially if I run into a person who's, let's say they're 30 and up, I can almost probably guarantee they're not going to speak English. If I'm in it, if, if I'm, if I'm in Trevich, they don't speak English really. Yeah. I'm very surprised if they do. Um, and that's really the only downside I would say to check is like, cause I think, well, cause I know, um, the older generation grew up learning Russian, right? So now it's the younger generations that have been picking up English. And so every young person you talk to understands at least a little bit of English. You guys say, hey, Inglitsky, uh, Inglitsky. And they're like, a oh, little bit, a little bit. And I'm like, you're better than you think, though. And then we start and I start saying things slow and then it's just fine. But yeah. living in Czech as a whole, man, I it's unreal. It's unreal because everything's so cheap too. Yeah. So, and, and that's not saying like that's the only reason I'm sticking around kind of thing, but it definitely helps when you're making, you know, 13, 15 kind of thing. And all you have to pay for is beer and your own groceries to cook and nice. traveling's awesome. Dirty. You know, it's dirt cheap, man. It's, yeah. it's great. You know, and everyone here is super friendly. I mean, people, the Czech people I've heard kind of get a bad rep for being a bit cold or something like that, but I haven't noticed that at all. I think everyone here is super nice and inclusive and mm -hmm. they want you to have beers and that's the and you look at them in the eyes. Cheers, 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 <laughs> yeah. cheers, cheers, yeah. cheers. 
but no living in Czech man, I love it. It's great. People are awesome. Yeah, and, and I think, I think it, traveling and living in like a new country where you don't necessarily speak the language, it's so good for you. And so, I mean, for anyone and just like in personal growth, it's like a huge eye opening experience, getting to see different cultures, getting to see how different people live and also seeing how that all kind of ties back and everyone's just kind of the same. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something to go off of too. I mean, I, when I went to Belgium, that was actually the most comfortable I've been um going to a new country uh, when i was in germany i didn't leave the house really for two weeks because i was so worried that uh, in dortmund or zolingen for instance if they didn't speak english i was gonna be like what's gonna happen if they don't speak english like i'm gonna freak out i'm freaking <laughs> out so i just didn't leave the house like, and, until until my friend uh tom tom uh, adler said like hey man just everyone kind of speaks english here man you'll be fine i was like okay i'll leave the house yeah. but being in belgium i knew damn near everyone was gonna speak english and if they didn't Maybe it's a little bit of French and I can speak enough French to get by. So mm. that was really great. Uh, I enjoyed Belgium for that a lot. That yeah. Let's talk about Belgium for while, while you're on it. Cause mm. um, you, you finished your season in the Czech Republic this year. And then next thing you know, you're in the Czech or you're in Belgium playing. And uh, yeah, it sounded like you were having a blast and obviously getting to continue, you know, playing ball this summer. Um, so how did that come about? And yeah, um, we'll get into some more questions maybe um, about Belgian baseball and Czech baseball. For sure. I mean, so it all happened. Um, so Steven is one of the players on the team there. He's the, he's, he's, the, he's the legend of the Belgian league, man. He's like 40. No, he's, I don't even, I'm, sorry, Steven, if you're listening, he, I think he's 40. Um, but the man now has the hit record. He's just a fantastic guy. He's shredded for some reason. He never works out. He's just ripped still. Um, but so he hit me up before I came to check and I didn't answer him. I felt, and I obviously I found this out later. I didn't answer him. And then, uh, so, but Sam Belil Springer, uh, BBJO guy, uh, yeah. hits me up and says, Hey man, you interested in going to Belgium? I was like, well, my season's done here. So why not? Steven hits me up again. I'm like, Hey, let's go, baby. Let's it's time to ride. And, uh, cause I was feeling good. You know, we put, we went to the play downs. We won all 10 games. I, I put up video game numbers, I, you know, self pump right there. Um, and I was like, I'm not done playing for the season. So let's go enjoy something else. Maybe win a, hopefully win a championship. And, uh, I was actually lucky enough to bring West Romer with me too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. They, um, I, you know, I was asking him if he had a job and was willing to still play. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm, I got to take off out of here. So I asked Steven, I was like, Hey, you guys need another pitcher. And I'm like, actually we do. We just sent this guy home. I was like, Oh, okay. Wes is your guy. Let's go. And, um, but dude, Belgium was so much fun. We lived outside of Antwerp and for us to get into Antwerp, it was about like a 30 minute drive, but you could also take a ferry, which was like a 10 minute walk away and rip a ferry for 30 minutes for two and a half years, like 250 euros. And you're in downtown Antwerp. And so we would, I would just go there. And again, I wasn't worried about the language thing at all. So I could just go into Antwerp and then like have some beers and then wander around and get lost. And I'd be like, I don't know where I am. And I just go, Oh, Water's that way. And I would just go towards the <laughs> yeah. water and yeah. make my way up to the ferry, you know, or I would just rip an Uber home or something. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was fantastic. And the baseball, you know what, I'll tell you what, I, I, what they're missing is pitching depth, but man, some of those guys can bang a baseball. They yeah. can absolutely bang baseballs, you know? And I, so, and then they went to the world cup this year. They didn't do too good, but they still beat Austria, I think, actually, in a in a nail biter. I think they oh, beat the Austria. Euro Championship. Yeah, yeah I was coaching yeah. them. That game was crazy. It was nuts. I was watching that online, right? It was a crazy game. Yeah. But those guys, you know, all like the hitters, man, like they can they can bang fastballs. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, the the problem that they have is they don't see the fastball enough, right? They don't see that good breaking ball with 
two things of depth on it, right? So when they were playing teams like Italy, I think it was Italy, I think they played early, where that guy came in and was like, fastball, change up in random counts. And they were just lost, right? And that's so it's a tough thing. But yeah, they're missing pitching. I think their best, I think arguably their best pitcher, who's a young kid, he's over in, uh, I think he's North Carolina right now. But anyway, he went to Germany to go play because there's yeah. just a higher level of ball. So he took off. And, you know, they have some good guys there. I think um, they've got these brothers who played for uh, Brussels Kangaroos who brought a pretty good one guy. Um, gosh, I wish I remember his last name. Um, but he was he was high three-quarter, and he would drop it down, you know. And his brother was over the top, good spin rate, top of the zone, good curveball, right? Yeah. Um, but, again, they're missing depth. So as soon as those guys came out, it was a gong show, right? So, yeah. um, But overall, man, I, I loved it. I loved it there. The, the competition level was fun, you know, and I, it's kind of what I was wanting after the playdowns too, a little bit disappointing, like you said before. And it was just fun, man. Uh, well, I mean, you guys at Trevich, you guys just missed out on that top – on that on top six, top eight, top top six, top six yeah. Top it, it came barely yeah. out on that. Yeah, it came down to one game that had a, and it went to extras against Tempo. It was Tempo or us, and Tempo ended up beating us. Uh, I think they might have beat. I think we beat them two out of three. I think, uh, but we needed to sweep, and um, we went into the next weekend got swept against Eagles or something like that. Yeah, it was a t- it was a tough tough ending, man. Our our back end of the season, woo. Bad, 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 bad. Late, late, late season collapse for sure. But uh, so, so a quick question, just because uh, you played, so you played a full season in Germany with Solingen. You played a full season in the Czech Extra Liga, and you played partially in uh, Belgium. Uh, how would you say the different competitions in the different leagues kind of compare um, between all of them? Okay, so I didn't get the full German experience um, as far as the league goes. You know, oh, yeah, because you were only up in the north, so you didn't exactly get to see the teams like Heidenheim, Regensburg, Stuttgart, Mainz, like all yeah. those teams down in the probably south. short season too because the pandemic and everything. I think you you didn't you didn't see you only played ten games or something. Yeah, we only played. I think we actually only played. Yeah, I think ten was about it, maybe twelve. But uh, yeah, it was. So the, the north again. I would. Con- I'm gonna get torched for this. I'm gonna I'm gonna compare the North to Belgium. Honestly, um, that year was anyway. I thought that the pitching was lacking depth, with exception of one team. Can you guys guess which team had depth in pitching <laughs> in the North? Capitals. Bond Capitals. <laughs> they came in and they worked us basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, obviously, the field, the fields, the facilities, everything was better in Germany. I can't I can't take that away from them. Um, but I thought. The drive, the game was very similar to Belgium's. Um, and the hitters, again, man, you're going to run into some really good hitters in Germany. And again, COVID year, tougher imports to come over to. So the import levels weren't as high. Um, but again, man, Bond came out and Bond was a top team. You know what I'm saying? Bond, Bond obviously was in the Champions Cup this year. And they made it to the finals this year, right? They had yeah. Troll Joyce and Wiggs and... Um, yeah. Nick you know, they Kelly, had, they yeah, had they Eric had Frank, they studs had on that Hayward, team, right? Yeah. It's some studs, so um, yeah, and but comparing Germany to Czech, um, from what I understand, the Southern League of Czech, uh, the Southern League of uh, Bundesliga is is the deal, it's a, it's a top, it's a top five in, in Europe. Um, they have the depth, they have the imports, they have the regular guys who are there every day who've been training, working hard. Um, but again, I haven't faced that competition, so I don't know what the average velocity is. Because I mean, here in Czech, um, 
the top teams, let's go ahead and say uh, Arizona Strava for sure, right? And then Hubloka this year. Hubloka had the best starting rotation in, in the league. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy Boyce, Billy Parsons, Wes Romer with the closer. I mean, Jimmy and Billy are both 90, 90 arms, you know, with command, with secondary stuff that they can throw in any count. So, I mean, those are probably the two best pitchers I've seen in, 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 in Europe so far. But again, they're both Aussie and Kiwi, but um, it's just the level of having those guys out here um, overall. Because I mean, even Hiroshi had a had an import. Um, what was his name? I Kellen can't remember. Kellen, yeah, that's it, Kellen. Yeah, and he was a left a lefty arm overnight, right? Yeah. Um, and I just think he could also league, hit a bit too. He was yeah. yeah he, he oh he swung it good, man. Yeah. Oh he swung it real good. Yeah, and unfortunately, he had to leave, right? We had the problem here in Czech this year that, that uh, all the imports had to leave if they didn't have an extended visa because uh, I think it was a sport administration here just said, new guy came in and said, nah, no, well, yeah, no, no extended visa. Before the season, the Czech government, they passed visas like for all the baseball players to come out. And then like halfway through the season, the government just kind of scrapped all of them and, told, and everyone was just like, well, got to go or – yeah, or risk wonder it. how much of that was COVID related or what, but yeah, I think I think a lot of it was COVID related, but it was too bad, man, because we lost. We ended up the league ended up losing like four of its top, yeah, four of its top guys. Like you know, you lost Kellen, you lost Cosgrove, um, True. you know, and you also lost Goldsmith for them too, who was a yeah. you know good pitcher. Um, and yeah, it was it was too it didn't take Gillespie. Obviously, he had the option to stick around for the playdowns, but. Because uh, he was here longer or something like that, but yeah, it, it was a tough, it was a tough year for that. But um, I guess long story. I just keep talking, my bad, guys. But uh, okay. I, I guess getting back around to the question, I would say, I would say, Czech is the better baseball just because of the depth that they have mm-hmm. um, from a youth organization all the way up. So, because I mean, you'll still have guys like Drossy, for instance. One of their best arms this year was Medigans. Um, uh, Medigans. Uh, David Medigans, I think. Mm-hmm. And that kid's 18. You know yeah, what I mean? Out of nowhere now. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere. Right. And he's one of the top Czech arms. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we also have like Lucas, Lucas, Lucas Potzel, who's chasing 90. Like if he doesn't hit 90 this year, I wouldn't be so surprised. You know what I mean? He's again, he took a year off or two years off or something like that. And he just got back into it full on. I'm going hard. Um, but there's so many youth guys that are in most organizations. And I think for that reason, it takes precedent over Germany because, I mean, the only programs there that actually develop youth are the ones that have academies, right? Right. So you'll have your Regensburg and your Paderborn are going to have youth guys. But for the most part, it's just, let's just take guys from other organizations or maybe we have a guy sprout up here and he kind of brings the level of play up. But that's from what I can tell, I would say check over those two places. Well, I know the, I know Czech has put a ton of uh, investment like into baseball, into the sport, and to make sure that like Czech players are really good. Because I know in the Czech Republic, if you're not Czech, then you count as an import. Whereas in Germany, if you have any European passport, you don't count as an import. So a lot of teams they'll stack up with a bunch of guys with European citizenship, then they'll bring them over. And then they're essentially imports for that club. Whereas in the Czech Republic, that doesn't necessarily happen. So like you're allowed two, three imports on a team or three imports on a team. Um, But like if you're say a German guy or a Swedish guy or anything, you also count as an import. Right. And I think, again, I think that's a testament to the league itself being as good as it is when you're really, you're running out, you know, on average seven, you know, seven Czech guys on every team 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, because I think Bubilka kind of set the precedent last year, I think. And before that, it was Hiroshi when Jeff was actually playing for Hiroshi. Mm-hmm. Man, if you roll out with arms, defense is going to take care of itself. You know what I mean? 90 still 90 with movement and depth or whatever it is, right? Like you're going to beat guys just with velocity here, especially yeah. if it's 90 plus. Yeah. But again, you know, you're rolling out with seven Czech dudes compared to Germany where you might only have five actual German guys in the lineup. You know what I'm saying? So um, they're, they're thinking about changing the rule here to the, the import rule to allowing one one uh, European passport guy on the team and they don't count towards your imports. And I was thinking about that. And I think you'll run it. They'll run into the same problem as Germany. Not It's not so much a problem, but why not make that rule where they can only be 23 and under, you know what I mean? Or 22 and under, you know what I mean? So that way you're actually having to grab more local like European talent and saying, Hey, we have one spot. You want to come to check for a year. It's a good league. You're, you fit the prerequisites. Why not leave the country? Come see something else. Enjoy another culture kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, that'd be, that'd be a pretty fun idea. I think. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Actually. Another thing to support your, you know, um, that check is maybe a, a, a step above these days than, than Germany is the world ranking. Um, and like, if you look at the world ranking check is just, you know, they're 16th, they're just slightly above Germany, but they're all Czech. Like how many Czech Americans are coming over from the U S and plant like there's, there's none, they're all Czech, um, raised. And, um, whereas we know there's a lot of, a lot of guys with dual citizenship with Germany that are on the, on the national team. And, I mean, they're, they're neck and neck and they're two growing nations in, in terms of baseball in Europe. And um, so it's, it's always tough to compare them and you don't want to yeah. step on anyone's toes a bit, but. Um. <laughs> well, yeah, cause I, I know guys from there too. And if they're going to listen to this, I'm just going to get flamed for it. Like I get torched <laughs> for stuff all the time. I'm trying to like think about what I'm saying. And so I'm trying to not hurt anyone's feelings, obviously, and yeah. play, f- but more, more importantly, play fair about it. Right. This is from my experience is all it is. Right. right. Yeah. Actually there was a little fun fact. There was a guy, uh, you know, Eric Sogard, the big leaguer. So apparently his brother was, they're apparently Czech born or Czech national or something like that. Like they have Czech heritage. And so Eric Sogard's brother was actually going to play for them in the world baseball classic. And then I think COVID hit. So he wasn't able to make it out or something like that. But uh, he, he, hey, they were going to, they were going to get themselves an American big leaguer for a second there. Wow. That'd be cool. Yeah. 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 Well, they got a couple guys coming up in the minor league system that are solid. Yeah. uh, They got that catcher, uh, Chetavenka. Um, yeah. I played against him in Prague Baseball Week. I guess it was uh, 2020. Actually, he was behind the dish for the Czech national team. He's solid, man. He's smooth yeah. with it. Yeah, he, he was fun to pitch against too. He was fun. Good dude. Prague Baseball Week was a good time. <laughs> Always the, a good time. It, it's the best time. Man. That's your tournament, RJ. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. I'm. Uh, I'm absolutely going. I, I. I know. I don't know what's happening. It might just be the company. I think, or just all the guys out there. But I'm. Uh, I'm having a great time. Probably this week every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first year, I think you won. Uh, was it the best batter, or was it? I got the. I was a home, home run, run derby champ. I was. Yeah, I won the yeah. won the derby that year. Yeah, I won the this derby. Year you supposed to win home run derbies. What's going on? I don't know, man. I. I, I choked in the late rounds. There. I couldn't get it done this year, boys. I'm sorry. Sorry. So you going out with the boys, or are you go? Are you in the hotel room at eight and going to bed? Is that? Oh, I ride a very fine line because um, I know that I'm going to play. You know, and not to sound ridiculous about it, but I was hitting good, and then I was feeling good out at the arm too. And I was like, okay, I know I'm going to play a good amount. I don't want to go out till six a.m. every night. But with that being said, 
by the god the god scheduled a little a little uh, night game i think it was on like the thursday or something mm. and so wednesday i was like tonight's the night boys and like, oh, here we go here we go baby here we go, go baby you have to Y'all go have at least to. once absolutely but it, it, but it wasn't like i wasn't going out you know i mean it was just within the realm of can i be a person tomorrow was kind of like the idea so yeah. uh, we went out we had such a fun time you know all the guys who hadn't been to prague we showed them charles you know charles bridge and the old town and all the all the cool sites all the tourist things and yeah. smokes places not smoke. yeah Prague's yeah. sick man come to check come to check next year let's go baby um <laughs> but uh, yeah it was good and then also that same time we had the night game uh, actually there was rain the whole day so everyone had the day off and i'm laying yeah, in my hotel bed like yes please i needed this <laughs> that was the day that the tornado ran through czech republic <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was a massive storm and i didn't even know there were tornadoes in czech republic yeah well there are now yeah apparently yeah they're, they're the same the same thing like do you know we actually have tornadoes here i'm like when's the last time you had a tornado bro they're like well you know like 30 years ago I'm like, yeah, you guys don't have tornadoes then like what are you talking about <laughs> you weren't even here for it and we were set up this year. Wes set us up like the, not only the uniforms, but the hotel was pretty sick too with the yeah. pool and yeah, the really weight nice. room at yeah. the top. And uh, yeah. it was a good time. Was, yeah. yeah. Wes definitely hooked it up for us. We stayed there last year too. And I think we'll be re- repeat customers. You know, he pulled out all the stops. He gave him the, gave him the sign bat at the end and yeah. made sure we were always wearing our masks and being polite and stuff like that. And I mean, that just goes back to, be a good person right yeah, a lot of these I mean, guys right a lot of these a lot of the, uh, the imports are college players right and like you kind of learn that in college be respectful otherwise you run a ton but you know you know you just be a good person go about your business and don't piss anyone off by being disrespectful and then you'll be just fine and, yeah. and i think that's why they're, if they're willing to have us back a bunch of hooligans yeah hey let's take it let's take it back being being fellow canadians i want to hear a little bit about growing up and playing baseball in Winnipeg because Winnipeg, it was always so foreign to me other than like, Oh, that's where the jets are. You know, I even no. thought it was, I used to think it was in the North. of. <laughs> so, so I, I'm just kind of curious though, like, you know, in terms of like you went on to play college ball and everything like that. And uh, I just want to know what it's like growing up in Winnipeg and, and what the, you know, the opportunities are for a young ball player in, in Winnipeg to, to take their career outside of Canada and go play college ball. You know, it's, uh, it, it's changed a lot. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm so happy it's changed. Uh, they have a very good Academy that's there right now that I went to, uh, back. It was back then it was called uh, rookies baseball Academy. I think it was base, rookies baseball Academy. And now it's called home run sports training facility. And they are sending guys to colleges everywhere. You know, they've figured out a formula for a good gritty ball player. And that's what you're going to get a lot of the time is yeah. someone who can get on base. But, uh, growing up there, it was it was different man you know it was it was way different because again you think of winnipeg too again you said jet you said the jets right out of the gates right and so it's yeah. it, it's a hockey it's a hockey place so it always always has been or probably always will be um but growing up there was it was interesting you know i, I learned a lot uh because of rookies and because of the coaches that i had growing up you know a lot of these guys i tell this story a lot where you know, uh, here in the Czech, one of the issues that they have is youth coaches, you know what I'm saying? And especially 13, 14, like, again, like that important age where it's nice to have someone who has an idea of what's going on. My coach, when I was, I was peewee. So what was peewee? Was peewee 12, 13, yeah, 12, 13. And so 12, 13, my coach at the highest level in Winnipeg had never played baseball, never coached baseball, never watched baseball before, but he was a very smart man. 
So what he did is he went online and read about it as much as he could. And he ended up printing out everyone a packet about this thick of every baseball play that's in there. And we had to learn it kind of thing. And we would go over it and kind of, and so like that was kind of the year that I wasn't even playing the high, like um, that first year of that age, I didn't even make the top team. I wasn't good. I couldn't even hit the broadside of a barn. I could hit, but I couldn't play. I was a, I still am a defensive liability, but that back then even more so. Um, but growing up there, man, it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting mix of how, if you like the sport, there's opportunity, but it's not one of those things where it's just, you can just kind of show up and then you'll get better. It's like, man, like I quit playing hockey cause I didn't, I was the only goalie on a team and I was asking my parents, do I have to go? And they're like, yeah, Ryan, you have to go. You're the only goalie. Oh. <laughs> so I, then my parents were very great in understanding that I wanted to play baseball and I was good at baseball. And also my size being left-handed helped a lot, obviously, but growing up there opportunities wise, there weren't really any man. And I was the top of the food chain by the time I was So my senior year, I left for Alberta and I played in the Academy out there, prospects Academy, shout out to the prospects. Um, but yeah, I had to leave when I was grade 11, I left for grade 12. And at that point I was top 10 hitters in Canada, I guess it was. And, you know, playing for junior national teams and stuff like that definitely helped my opportunities because I mean, I'm on a bigger stage, right? And I left Winnipeg just to get on a bigger stage too. And that wasn't because the coaching and stuff like that within Rookies Academy was incredible, man. It was incredible. They had so much knowledge between the four of them. One of the guys is a Manitoba Hall of Fame in baseball. And um, I'm sure the other guys will be too, right? But they all agreed, hey man, if you want to play in this sport, you need to leave, you need to leave the province. Like you can't stay here. And that was apparent from the beginning. They told that to my parents early. And so they didn't tell me because I think that's a lot of pressure to put on a 14-year-old kid being like, man, if you want to leave, you got if you want to be good, you got to leave, right? So when the opportunity presented itself, I took off to Alberta. And then from there, I just kept playing and playing and playing. I went on some tournaments in the States, did really well. Again, I was hitting. I didn't really pitch. I pitched, but like, not really. I wasn't, I only had a fastball that was like low, low, low mid eighties, you know, just with movement. And so I went to college down the States. It was hit hitter first and I could pitch and we'll develop the pitching. And then I transferred to another place and it was hitting first, but I was also over 90 at that point. So it's like, okay, well, what do you want to do, bro? Do you want to want to keep hitting, but you're a 90 lefty with the four pitches, a splitter. That's pretty good. And I was like, I don't know. And the pitching coach said, I'll make that decision for you, bro. Took the bat, threw it away. Time to go. Time to run. Let's go. I was like, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very thankful about growing up in Winnipeg, though, man. It's uh, yeah. You learn to love the game first and then make your decisions, right? It wasn't a pressured thing at all. It was, hey, I love this sport. I love what I love the community. I love my parents love it. My grandparents love it. You know, my mom has always pushed me to play baseball and she loves the sport. Dude, she still watches the box. She watches the box scores for God's sakes. You know, it was in Belgium. She, hey, you playing today? Yeah, yeah, we're playing. Okay. They don't have any video. Huh? I was like, no, no, no. Okay, I'll watch the box score then. I was like, okay, okay, mom. Okay, mom. Sounds good. <laughs> That's my dad, 100%. Yeah, my dad too. Yeah. Hey, man, it takes, a, it takes a village to raise a ball player, raise an athlete for sure, right? And having the support of everyone back home is pretty sensational. You know, the, nowadays they're just making sure I, I'm making buy and I'm paying my bills, right? So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Well, I mean, we, we covered most of what I wanted to talk about. And in, from a time perspective, I think we're doing pretty good. But I want to hear more about, a little bit about, before we, we end this, um, about your podcast, The Battery. How that, came, how that came about. Tell us a little bit about what, what it's about. <laughs> Um, you who know your, who your partner in crime is there? 
Oh yeah. He's a good dude. They're good dudes. Actually. We added another guy, but, uh, okay. So it's kind of funny how this whole podcast thing started up because, uh, when I was in Germany, I was living by myself near the end of the season there. And, uh, just in Zollingen and again, Zollingen, not many people spoke English lockdowns were coming around the corner. So I was kind of sticking around a bit. Um, but I would, you know, late night realize that no one's up, have a few beers, have a few more beers, call, you know, text my buddy, uh, Logan Wedgwood, who was, uh, him and I started the thing and we, we would talk for hours. And next thing I know it'd be 4am and I'm like, cause again, it's COVID back in Vancouver. So he's got nothing to do and he's up doing nothing. So, but we would just talk baseball for hours, man, hours and hours and hours, whether it was what's going on in the big leagues or what's going on with youth or how to develop certain things or how to just talking, just talking shop really. And I think, I, I think he jokingly said, man, we should just start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, let's do it. And he's like, okay. And then that was the end of the conversation. And I think the next time we talked, I was like, so you want to get this podcast going kind of thing? Or he said it or something. And I'm like, Oh, I thought you were joking. Like, Oh no, no, let's, let's, let's try this out. So then I was going back to Vancouver and he lives in Vancouver too. And so we really didn't know each other beforehand. And it started off with us just kind of being like, Hey man, I think we can talk a lot about Canadian baseball and what's going on in the Western side, especially because he's from, Oh crap. Edmonton. I'm just going to say Edmonton. Sorry, Wedge. I'm just going to say Edmonton. And, uh, you know, me, myself being from Winnipeg and I spent time in Calgary and I've spent time in Vancouver and we were both very, very, very locked into the youth organizations that were going on and on over there, him more than me. He's part of PBR too out there. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of decided, okay, let's kind of center this thing around Canadian baseball and what's going on. We'll bring on people who are trying to promote the game or grow the game, who love the game, whether any, any level that they are, whether they're still in high school, uh, they're in college or they're playing professional, if they're a trainer, if they're a coach, doesn't matter. Let's just bring them on, see what kind of perspectives we can get and see what's going on in the world of baseball in Canada, especially. And it's been going really good, actually, until uh, this year, Wedge was coaching full time. He was super busy. Uh, obviously here with the time change and check season, uh, I was busy too. We just couldn't link up. So we decided to put it to bed for a bit. Uh, we just recorded some new stuff that's coming out, I think in a couple weeks, maybe, um, we're, we're just waiting to get a couple more interviews, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good little thing we got going on, man. We added a new guy, Isaiah McDonald, and he's one of the up and coming strength conditioning guys. He was, uh, he interned for Cressy for a little, for, for a while actually. And now he's back in Abbotsford area. Sorry, Isaiah, Abbotsford area. And um, yeah, it's it's good, man. We have a cool little dynamic going on of just a bunch of slapdicks talking baseball and bringing on some good people to talk uh, about their experiences with the game that we all love, right? Yeah, I mean, so. how many podcasts are out there that are actually um, can about Canadian baseball, really? So that's, yeah. that's I think you niched it down enough to – there's a, there's definitely an audience there for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. and I mean, we were getting – we are, I mean, every time we've released one, we get some good views on it too. So we were kind of thinking, ah, no one's really going to listen to it. And then we started getting quite a few views and we're like, oh, okay. I, I think we're doing a pretty decent job here. Cause well, again, we were thinking, some, what, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just thinking, I was just about to say, it was like, you, you, you nailed it though. Cause I mean, we didn't want to, we didn't, we just didn't want to alienate people by talking about things that they didn't care about. Right. Like we thought we could make it a lot more personal if we brought it down to a level that they could understand whether that's the, and so we decided, okay, let's keep it local, local to Western Canada. You know what I mean? Like we don't know what's going on in the East because let's be real. I mean, past Manitoba, that's just, that's dead zone. Then you get to Toronto, you know what I mean? So, and we don't know anyone out there. I've never really been out there. Uh, neither is he, neither is Isaiah, but, uh, 
No, I mean, there's so many, there's so much good talent coming up in Western Canada right now, especially between Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, BC, that like you just can't ignore it anymore. You know, you think like Rowan Wick's a big leaguer, plays for the, for the, plays for the Cubs, and he's a North Vancouver guy, you know? Yeah. And there's just so much going on over there, and why not? You know? Hey, Atlantic Canada's got some good baseball too. I played, I played a couple seasons in New Brunswick and St. John. I, I loved it there. And the level of like, I think there were only four or five teams in that league with a team from PEI. But I was surprised with the level of ball that's being played out there because like, there's not much going on. So, guys, it's just like during the summer, it's baseball. During the winter, it's hockey. And then it's just having fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. You're in New Brunswick, too. That place is unreal. I've actually never made my way over there, but I've heard it's a fun time. It is a, a fun, fun time, time in the summers, man. Especially St. John, because we were like right on the water. So we had the pier right there. Like uh the team set us up with the, like a nice house, me and the other import, Pete Gailey. It was that was a good time. And I, that's also that's exciting to hear too, right? Because everyone that I've met that's played in Canada at some point has loved it. You know, yeah. you, you had a few guys this year that play played for the Barry Bay Cats, I think, too, that went straight from here or Europe anyway and went over to the um Jake McDonald. Yeah, Jake McDonald went there too. Yeah, my bad, Jake. I knew you were over there. You were playing my boy Ryan Rio. Um, yeah, uh, but what's the IBL, right? Yeah, it's the IBL league. And that's that league's been around for like a hundred and something years, man. Like that's but that's it, uh, it's been growing a ton recently. Like they've been like I know uh who was it? It used to be the Burlington Herd, they moved over and now they're the Welland Jackfish, and they oh, have yeah. like a sick new stadium. They're right by like Niagara Falls in that little area. Like it, it it's a, a cool fans. spot. They get a lot of fans too, and like so. There's, there's you know uh, a lot of support for baseball right now in Canada, which is good to see. Because when I, when I when I moved to Europe way back when, lacrosse was kind of took over again a little bit. And so it's really good to see baseball make a comeback. And speaking of random leagues in in Canada, also the the, the one Quebec in Major League. Uh, yeah, Quebec Major League. Guys yeah. there now, and and the level is was is surprisingly high. We didn't realize how high it is. So, um, yeah. you know, so it's and guys are making pretty good bank like in these leagues, like New Brunswick. Jimmy's, New Brunswick was solid. They took like, care of us. No kidding. Right up yeah. there with what you're making, Trevor should say. And um, holy smokes. Yeah. So it's there's some 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 money there, some sponsorship. So, um, yeah, I had a question about it. I forgot what oh. I was going to ask you. Oh, well, you know, we'll get whenever it comes to your mind, but I was just yeah. going to say um, it, it is pretty cool to see that. I mean, I, I've always believed that if the Jays are good, then baseball's good. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. around that corner because you get to Toronto. It, I don't know how far of a flight it is or if I know a drive is obviously out of the question for New Brunswick because you have to go through Quebec. But yeah. I mean, all those places, that's very local for them too, right? It's like, yeah. And they also do such a great job with um, touring the area too with the big leaguers. You know, they'll make their way out to uh, Saskatchewan. They made their way out to Saskatchewan a lot with their top dudes and just would run a clinic or, you know, sign baseballs or something like that. Right. But they do such a good job at like an outreach program, kind of just to get the youth involved. And that's how you get them. You get them young, you know, <laughs> well, it's exciting to see. So um, do you, uh, let's keep it Canadian this time. Um, do you have any advice for any Canadian ball players that are thinking, you know, maybe they're wrapping up their college career or maybe they were playing pro ball and were released and they're considering playing overseas. Do you have any advice for them? It's not as scary as you think. <laughs> um, I think 
understanding that the club is going to take care of you for a lot of it is a huge thing, you know, and just having a conversation with whoever you have to have to make it sure you're going to take, you're going to your pays, your bills are going to be paid. You know, you're going to live fine. You know, it's not like you're grinding like a minor leaguer, you know, yeah. just, it's okay. You could take that step. It's fun baseball. If you've, you know, if you had a bad time in the minors or indie ball league and come over here, because again, the competition, Again, if you're throwing 98, bro, you're dude, well, come on. Like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna kill it, right? Yeah. But I mean, dude, every league over here is good enough where you're gonna be challenged. But I think for the most part, you're gonna have fun. I hope I hope so. So take that step. That'd <laughs> be my advice. Don't be afraid and take that step. Just to kind of piggyback off that too, I think there's a lot of players, I mean, not just in Canada, but also in the US who are from like a small town. They haven't traveled too much. They're afraid to kind of get out of that comfort zone. And I would just recommend, I mean, taking that lead because you're going to go to a team. Uh, they have experience bringing over imports. You're already going to have like a family that you're going into and you're going to have friends like automatically who are going to show you around, take care of you, make sure that you're comfortable and happy. And then, I mean, you're just going to learn so much, whether it's just one season for six months or whether you end up going overseas for a couple of years like you have or like I have. I mean, I'm living overseas now just because... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a great opportunity. I mean, just, just take that leap and get out of your comfort zone because you grow so much. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to say one more thing about that. It, it's funny how you said that, you know, you come over here and you have that family, right? Yeah. Now, I've been talking to Lucas Potzal. I brought him up before, and he wants to go to the States real bad. He wants to play college ball. He wants to get that experience and just kind of see what it's actually like to play that level and have that kind of experience. And, but he's worried, you know, he says, I'm going to be in a different country. The culture shock is going to be, you know, terrifying. And I'm like, bro, you realize you're going to have 20 other dudes that are going to love you. Right. Like yeah. think of like, and I made a relative. I said, think of me coming here. I didn't know anybody. I don't speak the language. I don't really understand anything, but the club takes care of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he said, well, I've heard some bad things from some guys, you know, who went over and they didn't live on campus. They live far away. They didn't have a car. They were in trouble. And I was like, Hey man, that's just, that's just having an open conversation with your coach. You know what I'm saying? Go and you can, and if you're good enough or you, you work hard enough, or you're smart enough, you can pick a program. You know what I mean? It might be slim pickings, mind you, but there's gonna be a diamond in the rough out there. That's going to fit whatever you're looking for. And I, you know, and I just said the same thing. You're going to find a family out here. Like I did in college, you know, I was an import, mind you, uh, the import, I was an international student, but again, they took care of me. Yeah. And it's the hey, same here. On it there. It's all about communication. That's what we tell our guys and the clubs as well is, you know, cause sometimes there aren't great fits. It does happen. Right. And, and yeah. usually when that happens, it's because the, the questions weren't asked. They just jumped into it too quick. And so you have to make sure it's the right fit for you and everything and the right setup for your comfort zone. And and yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> you just have to talk to people. You can't just jump into the water, you know, test the toes a little bit and like they'll answer the questions for you, man. I mean, they're not going to lie to you because what you're going to show up and then everything's going to be a disaster. Like, I don't know. Has that ever happened to somebody where like they talk to them over here overseas and they say, no, we got this, we got this, we got this, we got this. This is all sick. You're going to get paid this. And they come over and they get paid half, you know, or they, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure maybe it's happened, but like, yeah, but it, it's, it's pretty rare that that happens. Right. I mean, Cause I mean, I, since we've been doing this for so long now, like when guys do get an offer, we tell them to like, come to us and we're going to like, let you know what to ask for to make sure you have everything in place. So that way, you know exactly what you're getting into before you even go over there. Yeah. And then, cause some guys have like this expectation, like, 
I want to go to the MLB. And so like, I'm going to go play overseas and it's going to be like the MLB. I'm going to get a ton of money and like, and it's not necessarily always the case. <laughs> no, 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 or never, <laughs> or, or, or never, or never. Right. Yeah. You know, guys are looking at guys are looking at going to like Sweden or something like that. And they're like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, Oh yeah. That's me show shit right there. No, it's just pump breaks a little bit right there. That's, that's love for the game over there, baby. That's love for the game. Yeah. The good competition over there. I have a question, two questions for you. The one I remembered now. There you go. Um, Okay, I interviewed for a podcast yesterday um, called Sidearm Nation. You've probably heard. Oh, of it was Jeff Freeborn. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I don't know if you've interviewed him, but that's another podcast in Western Canada <laughs> about Western Canadian baseball for the most part. Yeah. Um, of course, he expands out with the sidearm thing, but that, I just thought cool. that's some somebody you could interview if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we talked about yesterday also was one major difference, especially for hitters going overseas, is you play on weekends. Whereas a pitcher, it's just kind of, you know, the routine's kind of the same. But for a hitter, you you only play on weekends. So I know you, you know, as a two-way guy, how, how is that for, you know, your hitting anyway? How do you, how have you found it with that, you know, especially there's a rain out on the weekend and now you're talking yeah. two weeks, you know? So yeah. how do you deal with that? I think not. I'm, I'm a firm believer in don't think about it. <laughs> like, be like blissfully dumb, you know? Um, so like I, I'll... I keep my approach as simple as I can. And uh, so that way I don't really vary it too much. And, you know, I, I got into a really good routine with AJ Capola um, with hitting and it was fantastic. You know, we went in every day, we did the same things over and over and over again. And I always ran into the same problems, So I knew how to fix them, you know, and it was, but I cannot deny, man, if you end up taking the, the week off, the weekend off, it kind of sucks, especially after having a good weekend and that weekend before it's pretty fantastic. But that, there's also the flip side to that too, right? Like if you're doing really bad and you get that rain out, then it's fantastic. You're like, oh shit, I got another week to work on shit. All right, even better, even better. But I, I mean, I think just keeping up with it because we have the indoor facility here, too, it was too easy, man. It was too easy. You can just yeah. go in there, throw BP, do front toss, T work, whatever you want. We have an iron mic in there too. Yeah. And man, it was so easy to stay in a routine. And I think if I were to give advice, find a routine that works and stick to it. Yeah. Don't stray away from the plan. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it was nice to be able to pitch too. Right. Cause again, if I was struggling with the bat, I just knew that the, the arm was going to come through, you know, yeah. cause I'm, I'm a pitcher first. Right. Like I, I didn't hit for, I didn't hit since 2013 before I came out here last year, you know, but I had such a solid base of hitting like fantastic base of hitting that I just went, okay, I'm just going to look up some old pictures. Cause I didn't have any video from when I was in high school or college. So I just went, okay, I'm gonna look at some pictures. I'm gonna see how I was in startup. I was gonna see where I was in my load and where I was when I, when my foot landed and kind of replicate that. And so far I've done an okay job. I've modified it for my size and my weight, obviously, where I can stand more upright and fall into my back hip more. But yeah, with so coming over here, it was I'm gonna pitch good. And if I'm not pitching good, I'm gonna hit good. Oh shit, I'm not hitting good. Okay, I'm gonna pitch good again, you know? <laughs> so it worked out. Yeah. Benefits of a two-way player. Benefits of a two-way player. Yeah. And I'm fortunate I'm hitting. Fortunate I'm hitting. Yeah. So as a coach there, we need to get the pro play AI in your hands or the or the pitch AI. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I used it. I used the demo version of it in Vancouver actually with my buddy. Um, but I haven't really understood too much about it. Is it pretty nuts or what? It's awesome. Yeah. So I've started to dive into it a lot more since we've gotten since we started partnering up with them. 
and like just learning how the like different metrics and the data points work and how you can kind of use them to like get the most out of your body is really cool. And so you guys partner with them, like the, like your, your team in Austria or BBJ no, partner with baseball jobs overseas. We you guys partner with pitch AI. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. That's nasty. Yeah. We're the yeah. official representatives in Europe now. Holy smokes. And like, what's so what you just, is it an app on your phone that you would kind of use or how does it work exactly? Yeah, so, for, so for like the longest time, like in order to get those like biomechanics, you'd have to go into like a lab where you like kind of tape those little like balls all yeah, over yeah, your body yeah, yeah. that yeah, show yeah. where your shoulder is. But now like with technology now, you can just take a slow motion video on your iPhone or whatever phone and then upload it to the app. And then like it's seen enough people to know this is your elbow, this is your wrist, this is your shoulder, this is like where everything is. Yeah. And then it can get like your uh, arm extension, your shoulder abduction, your knee extension velocity, your like everything. And it's really, it's really cool. Smokes. Yeah, yeah that's, that's some artificial intelligence shit right there, boys. Come oh, on. It's yeah. <laughs> nuts. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're still, they're still, you know, they're still tweaking it and everything because, you know, that's only been in existence since what Jimmy, like early 2020 or something like that. Or, yeah. It's so very it's, new. Yeah. It's, but it's just like a cheaper, more user-friendly version of like that motion, motion capture that they have a driveline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause now they've partnered with driveline too. Like driveline uses them. I mean, they also have their actual like lab where they have like you strip down to your underwear and tape all those balls to yourself. But yeah, uh, now it's just a lot easier with uh, pitch AI. Yeah, yeah. You need to figure. I need to figure out a way to get that over here. Got a couple guys who could use it. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, we could. Jimmy we could can come out, out to Trebich and work with some of your pitchers one day, maybe. Yeah, man. If you guys get out of lockdown anytime soon, come on through. Like, golly. Yeah. No I might be doing a road trip this winter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate your time, RJ. You know, it was, it was great talking to you. It was a good interview. Um, lots of good information, interesting story too. We didn't even get into your, your college story a little bit. Um, oh man. We don't have time for that one. That, yeah. That's that's for the part two. That's for the part yeah. two. <laughs> Perfect. But, uh, yeah. We'll see you at Prague baseball week at the earliest or at the latest, latest at the latest. Yes. The latest. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm in your guys' backyard. So we'll need to figure out a trip. I'll make, I have to make it out to Salzburg, man. I've heard nothing but amazing things out there, man. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Salzburg's awesome. Oh, I'll awesome. Check it out. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on guys. I appreciate the time. Right on. Yeah. Take care. Awesome. Take care boys. Hey guys. Thanks for listening to our interview with RJ Ryan Johnson, the man, the myth, the legend based in Trebich, Czech Republic during this interview, but he's originally from Winnipeg, Canada, and also calls Vancouver his home these days when he's not in the Czech Republic. You can also find Ryan and RJ and his team uh, for The Battery Pod on Instagram at The Battery Pod or anywhere where podcasts are listened to under The Battery Pod. If you're interested in playing baseball or softball overseas, you can email me personally at dburns at baseballjobsoverseas.com or you could check us out on Instagram at baseballjobsoverseas. Same thing on YouTube as well. Plenty of content there to give you an idea of what there is overseas. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And until next time, may the baseball gods be with you.